the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. What's the difference and the connection between Abraham Lincoln and Joe Biden? You're about to find out on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Happy President's Day. This is Joe Sibilia filling in tonight for Arthur Idala. He is away today, and I believe he's gone for the rest of the week. But uh, tonight I was uh, so graciously asked to fill in, and I'm uh, always honored to do it for Arthur because Arthur is not only a wonderful colleague of mine here at AM970 The Answer, but uh, he's also a great friend of me. And I actually actually did get to do some socializing with Arthur on Friday evening. I'm going to talk more about that a little bit later in the show, uh, but we have a great show uh, lined up. Thank you to Joan Pelzer for all of her help, always for putting together the show. She does a terrific job as the producer of this program. And we're going to have Alan Dershowitz on the program tonight, Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, host of The Der Show, and the author of War Against the Jews, and he's going to be talking about the uh, Trump verdict uh, that came down from Arthur Engeron. And uh, also tonight, we have Mike Sapriconi, a retired NYPD first grade detective, who is running for the U.S. Senate. He was seeking uh, the congressional seat that just uh, was reclaimed by Tom Swazi, and now he is going to be uh, looking to take down Kirsten Gillibrand in the Senate. So we'll hear more about that from him and about his race. And also with me tonight in the room is Alex Garrett, because Sam Bellino found out I was going to fill in, so he said, why don't I escape on a tropical vacation? So, Alex, thank you for being here today, and thank you for your help. Well, always. thank you for joining me on President's Day today. How has your President's Day been for you? It's been busy, and it's been enlightening, Alex, because I just found out today uh, from an article that was published by the New York, uh, the, excuse me, the Washington Post. Uh, it was written by a gentleman by the name of David J. Gerleman, who is a historian, uh, and he has uncovered some documents that were found in the National Archives. And according to this article and according to the documents, apparently Joe Biden's great, great, great grandfather, Moses Robinette, was pardoned by Abraham Lincoln back in 1864. I could hardly believe that when I saw that headline. Uh, but reading more into it, it's actually a fascinating story. So apparently Moses Robinette got into an altercation, this is obviously around the time of the Civil War, with a Union Army civilian employee, and uh, the gentleman's name was John J. Alexander. What happened was Alexander overheard Robinette talking about him to the cook, and Alexander went after him. He was not standing for that, and they got into 
quite a bit of a scuffle. And Robinette apparently knew how to handle himself pretty well because he left Alexander bleeding with knife wounds uh, from a pen knife that he wielded. And after that, Robinette was incarcerated, incarcerated near Florida, and it took the petitioning of three of his army buddies to set him free. They appealed to Abraham Lincoln. They talked about his loyalty to the Union and uh, how he had uh, stood up for the Union, and uh, I'm sure that worked in his favor. And long story short, Robinette was pardoned later in the year of 1864. So all this goes to show you that before we go with any presidential candidate, we need to be putting them on the television show Finding Your Roots so that they can do a deep dive into the backstory and the history of these candidates and their family and their ancestors. Because I assure you, had Joe Biden done that show, we would have known about this from the get-go. And it's amazing that it's taken this long for the story to come to light. I, Talk I guess about checking the records, right? I know. I checked my record. I know. And, uh, <laughs> and evidently uh, they did. Uh, you, you know who didn't check the record was the DNC, because in commemoration of President's Day today, uh, the DNC put out a graphic honoring the living Democratic presidents that would be Barack Obama, Joe Biden, and Bill Clinton. And right now, if you're shouting at the radio that I left somebody out, don't blame me. Blame the DNC because they did that. The DNC apparently omitted Jimmy Carter, who happens to be the longest live president of all time at 99 years of age. They left him off of this graphic, poor Jimmy Carter. And Jimmy Carter, incidentally, just marked a year in hospice care and... God bless him. He's still kicking. And what a remarkable person. What a good person. He, he's devoted so much of his life to a Habitat for Humanity and uh, has done so much good for so many people. And uh, just, just, just a decent man, regardless of what you thought of Jimmy Carter's politics. Uh, I, I don't think anybody would deny that he's somebody you certainly would uh, love to hang out with and uh, chat well, with. Well, I think Biden still gets advice from him or has in the past over the last couple of years as well while he's been in presidency. So I, I would hope he uses some of that advice. Uh, Jimmy Carter, decent, decent guy. Uh, now, this was interesting. J- uh, Donald Trump, regardless of what you think of him, a lot of people wouldn't go so far as to call Donald Trump decent. Uh, now, I'm not making a claim one way or the other about that, but regardless of what you think of Donald Trump's politics, uh, one fascinating thing about the former president on this President's Day at 609 on AM 970, The Answer, is that Donald Trump is a genius when it comes to branding, when it comes to marketing, and when it comes to any kind of enterprise like that. Just after his verdict came down from Arthur Engron, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the program with Alan Dershowitz, he announced a new line of sneakers. He has these golden high-top shoes uh, that he has uh, unveiled. They're called the Never Surrender High Tops, and he's charging $399 a pair if you're willing to shell that kind of money out for sneakers. And There was a big, uh, I guess, raffle that was done, and uh, uh, somebody, I think, paid $9,000 for a pair of the shoes autographed by Donald Trump. But I would want that because I'm always... I can get at a discount, right? Yeah, yeah hopefully so. Half off. Uh, but, you know, I would hope that uh, if I were ever president that I would be able to uh, really reap the benefits of some of these uh, merchandising things that they do. I'm always fascinated by presidential tchotchkes, merchandise, toys, memorabilia, 
uh, ephemera, anything like that, because it's always so peculiar and so bizarre. Great example of this. Uh, have you seen the infomercials for the Trumpy Bear? That they, I've seen some of them, yeah. So, so they do the, the, the television commercials where it's one of those uh, direct response ads where you can purchase a teddy bear that is modeled to look like Donald Trump. It has Donald Trump's hair. It has Donald Trump's tie. It's got his cuffs. And even funny, it's got... The American flag is a blanket in the back of the bear. You unzip the bear and there's this big American flag blanket. Now, that would be something that you would think, who's going to spend any money on that? Turns out my uncle, who is a big Trump supporter, asked for that for Christmas a few years ago. That was the thing he wanted. And I find the thing to be just totally hilarious. I'm admittedly a bit of a toy buff, uh, even at the age of 28, just turned 28, and I still have a thing for collectible or antique toys. And one of my favorites uh, actually does tie into uh, another president, another Republican president, that would be George W. Bush. And it's not because it's George W. Bush, it's just because it's hilarious. And what it is, is a jack-in-the-box. So it looks like the White House, the -the jack-in-the-box, and you turn the crank and it plays Hail to the Chief, and then George W. Bush pops out of the jack-in-the-box, standing behind a plastic podium ready to give a speech. And I just think that thing is so great. It was probably the best $10 I ever spent at a flea market. But even better was a couple years after I purchased it, I was visiting the Smithsonian with a friend of mine who was living in Washington, D.C. at the time, and I'm in the presidential exhibit, and lo and behold, what is there behind glass but the same jack-in-the-box that I own? Now, that is probably the only thing that I own that is also on display at the Smithsonian. So needless to say, it must be a, a pretty good purchase and a pretty good <laughs> investment uh, that I made by uh, buying the George W. Bush jack-in-the-box. And by the way, that's not investing advice, but because uh, who knows, it, it's probably not worth that much. But nonetheless, it has a lot of sentimental value for me. And for that, it was uh, definitely... Uh, a good investment. Now, if you're looking uh, to find some of the most tasteless merchandise you would ever find of a president, I was shocked when I went to the Ford's Theater, which which is where uh, President Lincoln was assassinated, uh, tragically, and they have a gift shop there. And when you go into the gift shop, at that time at least, this has got to be 10, 15 years ago at this point, they had for sale foam Halloween masks of Abraham Lincoln. Now, of anything that you would sell at a gift shop for a historical site, let alone a historical site where a tragedy occurred, the the death of a president, more or less. I think technically he passed across the street, but he was shot in this theater. And they're selling Halloween masks, novelty masks of Abraham Lincoln. I I didn't know whether to laugh or to cry when I saw that. That was just... Uh, horrendous, but uh, a movie that will bring a tear to your eye, by the way. If you're looking for a good President's Day movie recommendation, I highly recommend you check out the 1951 cinematic masterpiece known as Bedtime for Bonzo, which starred Ronald Reagan. Of course, most people know that Ronald Reagan uh, was an actor before he became the president. Uh, I think this is probably the most well-known Reagan movie, for better or for worse, even more so than Newt Rockne, All-American. I don't hear too many people reference that, but most people, when they talk about his career as an actor, will reference the movie he did with Bonzo the Chimpanzee. Uh, for better or for worse, it's at least a claim to fame. Uh, I, 
I was always fascinated by that film, and I finally watched it for the first time a couple of years ago, and I thought it was just about as bad as it, as it could be. And interestingly, the film, if you don't know this, was directed by Fred DeCordova, who was the longtime executive producer of The Tonight Show starring Johnny Carson from about, I'd say, 1970 or 71 or 72 uh, through the end of his uh, run on The Tonight Show on NBC. So there's a little bit of uh, presidential discussion for you this President's Day. We've got a lot more we're going to talk about. I want to talk about uh, the wonderful anniversary party that I got to attend with uh, Arthur Idala and his family for his parents, Marianne and Louis Idala, better known as Chicky and Padre Lou. But coming up next, we have Alan Dershowitz right here on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. This is Joe Sibilia. Now, Sibilia. Wait, what song are we calling out of the segment with? Because you picked something very uh, from the archives. Oh, know. yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yes. Uh, as we go out, this is a little bit of Frank Sinatra's campaign song for John F. Kennedy. We'll hear a little bit of that as we go to break. Everyone is voting for Jack Cause he's got what all the rest lack Everyone wants to back Jack Jack is on the right track Cause he's got high hopes He's got high hopes 1960's the year Recently, 84% of New Year's resolutions fail in the first six weeks. Got me thinking about the way I lost weight for, uh, on the PhD weight loss program. It started with my friends Peg and Joey Hudson, who lost a ton of weight. They couldn't believe how easy it was. They kept raving about it. Well, PhD weight loss and nutrition led me to a 53 pound weight loss success story that I am so proud to share with you. First time I've ever done a weight loss product on show like this, and that's because I it worked amazingly for me. 53 pounds, I've kept it off, I'm in maintenance, I know what to do. I put a couple of pounds on over the holidays and and I'm taking it right back off again because I have the tools for life thanks to PhD Weight Loss and Nutrition. Make the phone call today that'll change your life. 864-644-1900. Schedule your appointment. 864-644-1900. You can do it from anywhere in America. Call 864-644-1900 or go to myphdweightloss.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friend, Rob Sabah. The Sabah family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years serves all five boroughs. I've gotten cars there. My friends have gotten cars there. My whole family has gotten cars there because everyone goes to Bay Ridge Honda because the Sabah family and their team are the best and most trusted in the business. This month, they have special deals. President's Day weekend, they're offering $1 down deals. Drive a brand new Honda home for just $1 down or a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. The brand new Hondas like the all new Honda Civic, Honda HRV, the Honda CRV, the Honda Accord and the Passport. They have them all ready for you to drive home today. Low finance rates are available with no payments until spring of 2024. 90 days with no payments. Bay Ridge Honda has the best prices around. Top dollar for your trade-in serving the five boroughs of New York. New vehicles come with their Bay Ridge Plus package for all your service needs. So visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. 
Relief Factor, it's real. It works. It is liberating over a million Americans right now, me included. But it's not just me. It's people like Kent from Arkansas. Listen for a moment to Kent's story. I have been taking Relief Factor for about three months, and I'm amazed at how much my pain has decreased in rainy weather. I would be in ridiculous pain and just wanting to crawl in bed and cry. At this writing, it has been raining all day, and I feel just fine. Before Relief Factor, I never had a day when something didn't hurt. Now, most days, I have a great quality of life. Thanks, Relief Factor. Order the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com for just $19.95. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do. And I promise you, by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you. Like it works for me, Kent, and over a million of your fellow Americans. Call today, 1-800-4-RELIEF. That's 1-800-473-5433. Or just go to relieffactor.com. Remember when you were in your teens and you thought you were invincible? Well, the same rationale applies to adults, too. When we're feeling good, we think everything is okay, and we don't need a power of attorney, or we think we don't need a healthcare proxy. We think, ah, we'll worry about that when we're older or we become sick. Well, nothing can be further from the truth. The fact is, if something happens, you might not be able to designate a power of attorney or healthcare proxy. What happens then? Then the state or the courts may have to make those choices for you. Is that what you want? Of course not. It's essential to create a power of attorney and a healthcare proxy as soon as you can when you're healthy. Call Connors and Sullivan, attorneys at law. They really know this stuff. They've been doing it for 40 years. They will help you make a plan that protects you best. You'll designate who you want to make decisions for you. For a free in-person initial consultation with a lawyer, call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Listen to AM 970 The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey.com. When I was 17, it was a very good year. Whenever you hear that song, it, was it usually means that Professor Alan Dershowitz is joining us. Harvard Law Professor Emeritus, host of The Dur Show, and the author of War Against the Jews. Professor Dershowitz, this is Joe Sibilia filling in for Arthur Adal today, and thank you so much for taking the time to join me. How are you? Thanks. Nobody can ever fill in for Arthur Adala, but I envy you trying. <laughs> this is very true. A big shoes to fill for sure. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, uh, I, I want to talk to you, obviously, about this Trump verdict that has uh, created such a, a kerfuffle in the uh, world of uh, legal news. Arthur Engeron ruled that Donald Trump has to pay $355 million plus interest in the civil fraud trial. Now, how do you feel about the sum uh, that uh, Arthur Engron arrived at? Do you feel that's a bit egregious for the former president? Well, he just made it up. He just made it up. There's no basis for it whatsoever. There was no damages in the case. There were no plaintiffs in the case, except for the attorney general of New York who ran on a campaign to get Trump. This is just a manifestation of her getting Trump. I wrote a whole book called Get Trump. I didn't come up with the title. That was her title. She ran on the campaign to get Trump. She was going to get him. She picked the right. She got the right judge, and he made up. A, he made up figures. He just made it up as he went along. He made up what the value of um, Mar-a-Lago was: eighteen million dollars. That was like kind of the assessed value. But we all know assessed values have nothing to do with real value. If that were the value of Mar-a-Lago, I'd be buying it along with you, and we'd sell it tomorrow for a billion. 
make a lot of money. Both of us could retire. And then he made up the figure of $350 million. It's just made up. Um, you know, he said, although there was no damage done to any banks or any people or any individual, there may have been damage done to, to theoretically the concept of the marketplace. Well, that's wrong. The marketplace doesn't depend on people's own assessment of the value of their property. The marketplace depends on banks doing their own assessment. If any bank just willy-nilly accepted the uh, value placed on uh, an item for a loan, they'd be out of business by tomorrow. So he hurt the marketplace of ideas. He didn't, he didn't help the market. He hurt the market, the real estate market. The decision is utterly unrealistic. In 60 years of practicing, teaching criminal law, writing about criminal law, reading cases, I never came across a case like this in all of my life. He just made it up. Now, not only was Donald Trump implicated in this case, but so were his sons, Eric and Don Jr. Do you yeah. feel that uh, they should be punished in this along uh, with their father? Or do you feel that it's wrong that uh, the, the case went that direction? Well, first of all, you can't punish people. You're not allowed to punish people for a civil case like this. You're supposed to just compensate. That's what civil is, compensation. You want to punish somebody, try them for a crime, proof beyond a reasonable doubt. They're trying to do that with the Bragg's case against him in Manhattan, but that's a made-up crime as well. Uh, no, uh, the children shouldn't have been implicated in this. Neither should he. Um, first of all, what is the Attorney General of the state of New York doing, spending our time and resources protecting wealthy banks who weren't even hurt and aren't complaining, instead of protecting vulnerable people who have no no place to go to except the Attorney General? You know how many cases she must turn down every day? of four people who want the help of the attorney general's office to collect a few dollars from somebody who may have defrauded them. They don't take those cases, but they take a case involving protecting giant banks who don't need protection, who have armies of accountants and uh, evaluators and uh, uh, you name it to put a proper valuation. Now, Trump did one thing, as far as I can tell, clearly wrong. He, he, he said that his, own apartment was 30,000 square feet when apparently it's 10,000 square feet. I don't know if that was a mistake or if it was an attempt to defraud, but no bank would ever fall for that. What you do is you just get the building uh, dimensions. You just ask for them and they'll give them to you and, or you can subpoena them and then uh, see what the apartment is. And all they have to do is look at it and see it's 10,000 square feet. They're not lending him money based on his own description of his apartment. They're looking at the actual documentation. And that's what the big fallacy of the case is. Uh, none of these loans are made based on one person's appraisal or assessment. Well, uh, to your point about that, and let's say Donald Trump did uh, misspeak on the uh, square yeah. footage of his apartment. How much grace is there normally under normal circumstances in a court of law about when a defendant might misspeak or somebody testifying might misspeak about something like that? Well, it depends. If it's perjury, obviously, it could be a criminal charge. But if it's accidental or if his accountants did it or something else and you want to find the guy, you know, a fine of $10,000, $100,000, but, you know, $350 million and then, you know, several million dollars for his sons, it's, it's just totally out of the ballpark. And I do think that the New York Court of Appeals, if they take the case, uh, will reverse the amount. The amount bears no relationship to anything to the harm done, to the amount of money that he allegedly made off this. Remember that 
the banks were vying for his business. If one bank had turned him down, other banks would have been standing in line to try to do business with him. He helped the banks. He didn't hurt the banks. And so um, it's a made-up case. It's a case involving, you know, what 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 Stalin and, and, and Lavrenti Beria, the head of the KGB, their conversation where Stalin, where Beria said to Stalin, show me the man, I'll find you the crime. In this case, she decided uh, she was going to get Trump and she was going to get him no matter what the evidence is. And she scurried and looked around, couldn't find any evidence, but she found the judge that didn't seem to care much about the evidence and uh, made a ruling that, I've never seen before. I've never seen it since. Uh, you know, people say, oh, New York real estate people are going to be scared to come to New York. No, they shouldn't be scared to come to New York. This is a one-off. This is only about Donald Trump. Now, you might say, if they go after Donald Trump and get him for 350 tomorrow, they could go after you if they don't like you or if you're a politician. What it's going to scare off is more than real estate people. It's going to scare off people running for office. It's going to say to real estate people, you know, you've made your money now. You want to run for office, do public service. No, they're going to come after you. They're going to start looking at every loan and seeing whether they can find some statement that will lead to $350 million. And not only $350 million, but preventing him from doing business in New York for a period of time. The attorney general wanted to prevent him forever. Um, but um, that was going too far. We'll see what the appellate courts say. We're talking with Alan Dershowitz here on the Arthur Idella Power Hour tonight. This is Joe Sibley, guest hosting for Arthur, though, as you said, nobody can truly fill in for Arthur. In deference <laughs> to uh, Donald Trump's uh, mounting legal bills, do you think that uh, there will be a-, a litany of lawyers that would be willing to work with the former president pro bono? No, I don't, for a number of reasons. Not, not I worked essentially pro bono for him. Uh, I got a fee, but I contributed it to charity. Um, the, the reason lawyers don't want to get involved is not not so much the money. It's that the 65 project is coming after every lawyer who has anything to do with Donald Trump. They came after me. They filed a bar charge against me in Massachusetts. Um, uh, and 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 they're doing that to lawyers. They've said explicitly that their goal is to make life impossible for any lawyer who represents Donald Trump or anybody associated with Donald Trump. And so nobody wants to lose their bar license. I'm 85 years old. I've been practicing for 60-something years. I've never had a complaint filed against me. But as soon as I defend Donald Trump, bar complaint against me, I have to spend thousands, tens of thousands of dollars on lawyers to pr- protect my name and my reputation. I, you know, I'll prevail in the end because there's nothing there. But it cost me a fortune. And in the meantime, uh, you know, it, it makes it it makes it difficult when when a bar complaint has been filed against you. So. Uh, that's their tactic. They're going after lawyers. And I have had several lawyers tell me they would never, ever defend Donald Trump because of the fear that they will be uh, the subject of a bar complaint by the 65 Project. There should be bar complaints against the 65 Project for trying to deter lawyers from uh, doing uh, their job under the Sixth Amendment. Uh, Professor Dershowitz, one final question uh, before I take up any more of your valuable time. Uh, How do you think that this civil trial uh, that the verdict came down in is going to color the president's upcoming trials that he's facing, uh, be they civil or criminal? I don't think it will have much of an impact. Um, It could have an impact on independent voters uh, who are neither Democrats or Republicans. Polls show that if he's convicted of crimes— 
that might have an impact. But I don't see this having an impact on the upcoming criminal cases. Um, You know, he should, and I'm sure he has made a motion to move his criminal case out of Manhattan, which is 85% hate Trump, uh, perhaps to Staten Island or to Rockland County or to another county which has a more balanced uh, uh, trial, uh, you know, jury pool. But uh, there are other things that will affect him. But I don't don't think this will have much of an effect on him. This is, you know, I think a lot of objective people look at this and say, oh, my God, uh, this doesn't seem fair. Professor Dershowitz, it's always a delight to speak with you. I I normally get to email with you in my duties for the Joe Piscopo show as the producer. But uh, to talk with you on the radio, it's just always a sheer delight. And thank you so much for your insight and your wit and your wisdom. And thanks for playing the Frank Sinatra song. You know, I love that. (laughs) Absolutely. Anytime. Professor Alan Dershowitz right here on the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Don't go away because coming up next, we have Mike Zapriconi, who is entering the Senate race. Right here on AM970, The Answer. This is Joe Sibilia, guest hosting for Arthur Idala. Don't go away. We'll be back with more right after this. How do you feel? I feel great. One of the reasons I believe I feel better is because I take Balance of Nature's fruit and veggies in capsule form. They've got an amazing story of how this product was developed by Dr. Douglas Howard. It's right there on their website. You should check it out. Balance of Nature gets over a thousand success stories every single month. They have hundreds of thousands of customers who've purchased billions of capsules of their fruits and veggies over the past 20 years. Check that out on their website, too. Their products are gluten-free and non-GMO, and they contain no added sugars or synthetics. I think if you're looking for something to make you feel better naturally, you should definitely give Balance of Nature a try. In fact, order today. Whether you order online or call them direct, you must use the promo code MikeG to get the special offer of 35% off. Call 800-246-8751, use the discount code MikeG or order online at balanceofnature.com, use the discount code MikeG to get 35% off. 800-246-8751 or balanceofnature.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Fastec Industries helps with all of your construction, demolition, and your weekly waste removal needs. They have roll-off containers from 10 to 40 yards, perfect for house, attic, and garage cleanouts, or construction and demolition debris. Fastec specializes in the removal and recycling of dirt, rock, concrete, brick, and asphalt in all five boroughs, every corner of New Jersey, and now serving Westchester County. Fastec is the number one supplier of recycled products, the number one wholesaler of virgin quarry materials, and the number one provider of roll-off containers. Call Fastec today. Ask for Joe C. at 718-494-1600. That's 718-494-1600. Mention this ad for $25 off your next roll-off container rental. Go online to F-A-Z-T-E-C. IND.com for more information. Fastec Industries is now serving Westchester County. Fastec Industries is a DeFazio company. 
Hi, this is Judge Kamins, a partner at Idala Bertuna and Kamins, and where Arthur Idala of the Arthur Idala Power Hour works at his 24-7 day job. In 2014, I retired from the bench to join ABK, which is a full-service preeminent boutique firm that has been helping New Yorkers when legal problems arise. ABK is uniquely qualified to assist New Yorkers who have a wide range of legal problems, from personal injury claims and civil litigation to criminal defense and trusts and estates. I personally work on appellate matters, attorney disciplinary matters, and complex legal issues with a dedicated group of attorneys who provide a team approach to each case. There is no legal problem too big or small for this talented and hardworking legal team. So when you think of the Idala Power Hour, also keep in mind ABK, the power legal firm. Hi, it's Arthur Idala. Many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters. Courts, schools, and television stations are all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. And the National Court Reporters Association has partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and is being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. I'm in a New York state of mind. Nobody can truly fill in for Arthur Idala, but I'm giving it my best shot tonight. This is Joe Sibilia, Arthur Idala's guest host on the Arthur Idala Power Hour here on AM 970 The Answer, 6.36 p.m. Hope you're having a good drive home on this President's Day Monday. Mike Sapriconi, retired NYPD first grade detective, is joining us, and he is running for the U.S. Senate. Mike, thank you for joining me today. How are you? It's a pleasure to talk with you. Great, Joe. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So, Mike, what exactly has motivated you to enter this Senate race? Well, you know, I'm looking at the situation and what we're up against in the city, in the state, in this country. And I think someone needs to step up. And I feel I'm that person to step up with my background in law enforcement with the NYPD for 20 years and my background in business for over 30 years, where I employed mostly over 800 active and retired law enforcement officers. And when I look about what's going on with crime, uh, immigration, but migration, uh, the cost of living, and, and just what's going on in our streets and our cities and in our state, I, I think this is a time someone needs to step up and everybody feels the same pain. It doesn't matter what party you belong to. As New Yorkers, we all have the same issues. Well, you have voiced your opposition to Senator Kirsten Gillibrand and her allegiance to Joe Biden. What would you hope to accomplish as New York's voice in the Senate? 
Well, I, I think we have no voice right now. I think what we, what we need is somebody to step up to the constituents, the people that elect us, listen to what their needs and concerns are, and be able to work together uh, across the aisle and within our own party to, to try to get things accomplished here. And I think we lack that. We lack that move and that incentive to actually speak up and get things done. Now, uh, let me ask you, uh, a big issue uh, that uh, you're very much on top of is the migrant crisis that is not only taking hold of the southern border, it's now taking hold of the northern border, and now it's also <laughs> been presenting many, many problems for New York City, uh, as has been seen uh, in uh, recent months and weeks, and it seems that the mayor is finally uh, waking up to some of these issues, if he hasn't already. Uh, what would you hope to do in the Senate to try and gain control over this border crisis? Well, let me just first quickly talk, Joe, about what we saw today on the front page of the Post. We never even talk about the northern border. And it's a, it's been going on forever in the northern border, but the numbers have increased by almost over 200 percent in the last year alone. So that needs to be addressed, and we keep avoiding that. Uh, but I think what has to happen is we have to put some more in order things. We need to hire more border agents. We need to hire more judges. We need to look at what asylum really means and not just allow anybody to come into the country because they feel they want to come into the country. We don't work our intelligence. I, I think last year alone, of 150 people off the terrorist watch list were stopped. But do you know how many thousands weren't stopped to get through in this country? So we need to be strong on the border. We need to be strong with the, with Mexico and Canada as people are coming in. And it's not just Mexico and Canada. It's it's uh, China. It's it's all it's Venezuela. There's people coming in from all over the, the world, and they look at us as weak right now, Joe. And we need to show a strong front and be able to control our borders and control the people that enter our country. We're talking with Mike Sapriconi, a retired NYPD first grade detective running for the U.S. Senate. You know, Mike, one of the disturbing developments that we've heard so much about in this country in recent years are these mass shootings that we see. Most recently, we had the one in Kansas City, uh, the uh, the Chiefs Parade. Uh, what is your stance on the Second Amendment and, uh, and uh, what are your feelings uh, about an assault weapons ban? Well, Joe, I mean, we, we, we've earned the right through that con- to our constitutional amendment to keep and, and bear arms, and I will always support that. As a law enforcement person, it's important. We have to support the amendment. I would never do anything that the far left tries to do to take those rights away from us. Now, Mike, we've heard a lot about uh, the police and uh, rising attacks against the police, uh, what needs to be done uh, from a governmental level to better support the police? And what could you do from the Senate to do so? Well, I, you know, the, the bail reform in New York State wouldn't be something we can do with from the Senate. But we could look about funding that we're giving certain states and how do we fund that money that the states get from us when we talk about bail reform. I mean, it was it was embarrassing as a retired detective to see those poor officers getting beaten by five to eight people. And then the audacity to let them go when Bragg decided to let them go. And it, it upsets me to see Hochul stood up and, and didn't she's his boss. And basically she had the power to remove him or to have a conversation with him prior to say, hey, you better get this right. But she stood with the MTA chairman on a new brand new subway car 
saying we should deport them. Well, we should have thought about that prior to the incident. We should have been thinking about that all along. I think the federal government needs to be stronger. We do nothing. There's no plan here. So as a senator, a United States senator, we need to step up and look at how we fund these type of cities and states that aren't enforcing our laws and supporting our police. We need to support the police, not to fund the police. We need to give the police the proper tools and the proper funding to do their job. Mike, what do you think needs to be done to ensure that Republicans go out and vote when the time comes? Because really, that makes a lot of the difference. If we saw a greater number of Republicans go out and vote, you'd see more Republicans in office, I'm fairly certain. Uh, uh, What are your feelings on that, and what can be done to ensure that Republicans go out and cast their votes uh, for you or for whoever they uh, would like to vote for? Well, I think you know, here in New York State alone, we're, we're outnumbered, you know, about three, three, three and a half million Democrats to Republicans. I think we need to join forces, as we have done with the, with the conservatives, but we need to work within our own party to make sure we're all on the same page and work together. I think we do a good job as Republicans in getting out the vote on Election Day, but I think we need to do a better job. Republicans, at least in New York State and throughout the country, with early voting. I wouldn't say that I'm kind of old-fashioned and I think Election Day is Election Day, but I realize we need to change the times and we need to get out there and work very hard on early voting and get those ballots out. And also on absentee ballots. I don't think we do the best job on that. We need to compete in that way. We need to get our message out to the young people, to the senior citizens, to the independents, and not just the Republicans and conservatives. It doesn't matter. You can be a Democrat and you're still feeling the same pain that we're feeling here as Republicans and conservatives. We need to get that message across and hope that they stand up and realize that our issues and our agenda is the right agenda and the right issues we have to deal with. And it's interesting to hear you say that because it's true. So many Republicans are so leery of the idea of early voting or absentee ballots. Uh, They only want to go and vote on Election Day. And uh, I I totally agree with you on that. We do need to, uh, or Republicans, I shouldn't say, uh, we per se, but in general, Republicans do need to uh, embrace that uh, uh, for sure. Now, you were running for the congressional seat that Tom Swazi just reclaimed. Uh, do you find that loss to be very discouraging? And uh, and what do you hope goes differently this time as you run uh, for the Senate against uh, Kirsten Gillibrand uh, as you well, seek the nomination to do so? Well, Joe, I think it was very disappointing last Tuesday. I was there when we weren't uh, triumphant in it. But we've done such a great job here in Long Island Uh, And throughout the state, turning the state more red by bringing in the right candidates and the right people. And and I think that will continue. I think this is just a little hiccup. Uh, I think our message is out there. I think people are seeing that message. I think things are a little different in a quick election like we had on the special election here. I think, you know, turnout was important. Uh, We need to keep getting that turnout, keep getting our message across. We have nine months now to be prepared for November. It's a presidential year. It's always a tough year in New York when it's a presidential year. But we need to get our message, stay on point, show the issues and show how we'll fix the issues. You know, I've always told my employees, Joe, there's problems. We all know there's problems. Don't come to me and just tell me there's a problem. 
Come to me with a solution. And we, as Republicans and conservatives, we need to explain how our plans are and what those solutions could be so people can take ownership in those and move forward. Mike Sapricone, always a delight to speak with you. Before we go, where can people find out more about you and uh, your campaign? Mike Sapricone for Senate.com. Please look us up. Vet your, the people before you vote. Vet the candidate to make sure you choose the right candidate. So important, Joe. Mike Sapricone, retired NYPD, first grade detective, running now for the U.S. Senate. Thank you so much for joining us on the Arthur Idala Power Hour tonight. Uh, it was a delight to speak with you again, and I hope to talk again soon. Same here. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Mike. All right, coming up next, a big celebration for two very special people who are like family to this show because, well, they are family to this show. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the big anniversary party I got to attend for Marianne and Louis Idala. Coming up next on the Arthur Idala Power Hour, right here on AM 970, The Answer. This is Joe Sibilia, guest hosting this evening. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this commercial message. It comes down to reality. It's fine with me because I bet it's lying. I'm in a New York state of mind. Who will see the glory of the world that I have? True North presents the 30th anniversary of Savior, a modern oratorio, at Carnegie Hall, Monday evening, March 4th, at 7, with Steve Green. Travis Cottrell, and others. To enter to win a free pair of tickets, go to am970theanswer.com and click on the banner. We are proud, proud to serve, to serve our country, to serve our local communities, to wear the uniform, to be a soldier, to serve abroad when and where duty calls. We are ready to stand with our brothers and sisters to defend, to serve, to fight. We're always ready. We're always there. We are the New York Army National Guard. Sponsored by the New York Army National Guard. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friend, Rob Sabah. The Sabah family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years serves all five boroughs. I've gotten cars there. My friends have gotten cars there. My whole family has gotten cars there because everyone goes to Bay Ridge Honda because the Sabah family and their team are the best and most trusted in the business. This month, they have special deals. President's Day weekend, they're offering $1 down deals. Drive a brand new Honda home for just $1 down or a $1 oil change. The choice is yours. The brand new Hondas like the all new Honda Civic, Honda HRV, the Honda CRV, the Honda Accord and the Passport. They have them all ready for you to drive home today. Low finance rates are available with no payments until spring of 2024. 90 days with no payments. Bay Ridge Honda has the best prices around. Top dollar for your trade-in. Serving the five boroughs of New York. New vehicles come with their Bay Ridge Plus package for all your service needs. So visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. L, 
It's for the way you look at me Oh, it's for the only one I see V is very, very extraordinary E is even more than anyone that you adore Can love is all that I can give to you Love is more than just a game for two Two in love can make it Take my heart and please don't break it Love was made for me and you That was one of many romantic songs that were played at the party that I got to attend that I had the privilege of attending on Friday evening, and that was a big surprise anniversary party for two of my favorite people, Marianne and Louis Idala, better known to many as Chicky and Padre Lou. This is Joe Sibilia guest hosting the Arthur Idala Power Hour tonight on AM 970, The Answer. And what a shindig it was. I, I was not really surprised by the huge turnout at this party because... Everybody who encounters Chicky and Padre Lou surely becomes a friend of Chicky and Padre Lou. Uh, whether or not you like it, as a matter of fact, it, really against your will, you become enveloped into the life of Chicky and Padre Lou. Uh, but I have been so blessed and so fortunate to get to know uh, Marion and Lou over the past year or so. Uh, the, I, I think really uh, the bonding experience was in Cave Hill, where I'm... Uh, socializing with all of the Idala law firm buddies and the family and uh, and everybody, friends from all walks of life, uh, from everywhere near and far. And Chicky and Padre Lou are definitely two of my favorite people to socialize with at any sort of an Idala party. But up at Cave Hill, so close did I become with Chicky and Padre Lou that uh, Chicky was inviting me into uh, her cabin with Padre Lou at like 11 o'clock at night and Padre Lou's ready, getting ready to go to bed and I'm trying to tell her, Chicky, I really I really don't want to encroach on <laughs> on Padre Lou's bedtime here. Nonsense, you just come in. You you hang out with us. She would have served tea and cake if she had it in there. Uh, but uh, what a great party. I had the uh, good fortune of um, getting to sing at the party as well. Uh, that song that you just heard by Nat King Cole uh, was being played, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get a tap on my shoulder, and I turn around, and it's Arthur standing behind me with the microphone, and he says, here, you take it. And all of a sudden, I'm put on the spot, and I'm singing out the second half of that song to Chicky. Chicky's standing right there in front of me, and I start singing, and her eyes become like two saucers, like gigantic. And she yells at me after. She says, you never told me you could sing. And I said, you've heard me sing. I, yeah, but not like that. And after that, I was told to sing That's Life. Uh, unfortunately for Chicky, her demand that my way be performed was not fulfilled. But I did sing New York, New York in a bit of a duet with Frank Sinatra. They didn't have an instrumental of that. So I had to sing it with the old man, as Joe Piscopo refers to him. But uh, it was really was that challenging to to play with it, sing with him, or you know, it actually wasn't only because I've heard it so many times and I've sang it so many times that I know where 
you know, all the beats are and all the breaths are. So I was pretty much in sync the whole time. And sometimes I didn't want to be in sync. So I would, you know, do something. Uh, I'd ad lib something or whatever, and I'd be able to get out of that. But but it was a really a great party. The food was great. Uh, th- this was kind of funny. I really did feel like a sinner among saints at this shindig because I am not a Catholic. I'm a born-again Christian, so I don't observe Lent, whereas many of the attendees do observe Lent. So to begin with, I'm there with uh, the uh, wife of uh, somebody who is uh, a listener on Staten Island frequently to this program, and uh, he was there as well. I don't want—I wasn't there with his wife, but I was socializing with him and his wife. And his wife says, "Oh, you have to come to the bar with me, Joe, because my husband's not drinking. It's Lent, so you have to drink." So very much out of character for me. I had a glass of wine, and she said, "What do you want?" I said, "Anything red, as long as it's red, it'll be fine." So I had a glass of wine, and then later, uh, when dinner was served. I got the chicken. They had chicken parmesan, and I was really confused because I was looking all around the table at everybody that was dining on chicken piccata, and I was really kind of unnerved by this because I didn't know that there was an option until I realized that they were eating fish. It looked Uh like chicken. I thought it was a a, a long chicken breast, and it wasn't. It it was fish. So I really did feel like a sinner that evening, and uh, maybe I should repent and go to confession uh, which I have not been to in quite some time. Uh, again, the benefits of being a born-again Christian, I don't necessarily <laughs> go to confession. I talked to the big man himself upstairs. Uh, but uh, the party was great, and I just wanted to say, because I didn't get a chance to speak. There were about 15 people who got up and spoke about Chicky and Padre Lou. I did not have the good fortune or the luxury to do that, uh, but so many people got up and spoke and said the most beautiful things. Uh, her grandchildren, Nicholas and Juliana and uh, little Arthur and Luca, they all spoke glowingly about their grandparents. Uh, Marianne Bertuna, Arthur's lovely wife, she spoke uh, beautifully. And uh, Lori and Arthur, of course, had some nice things to say. Uh, Carl Bambino, Lori's husband, got up and spoke. It was uh, It was really nice. But I just wanted to say uh, tonight, uh, because I know they're listening, and I'll get yelled at if I don't, Make it a point to uh, say a few words. Uh, Chicky and Padre Lou are two people who I cherish in my life. And uh, not only are they wonderful neighbors and uh, friends, but they really are like family to me. And a a little bit like surrogate grandparents, because I have grandparents that are still living. uh, But they don't live right around the block from me. I don't get to see them as often. So I I sort of view Chicky and Padre Lou as my adoptive grandparents. And uh, it's such an honor to know them as it is to know the entire Idala, Bertuna, Bambina family, uh, and uh, what a delight it has been to fill in once more for Arthur Idala here on AM 970 The Answer. I thank you, Arthur, for uh, putting your trust in me, and thank you to Joan Pelzer and Alex Garrett here with me tonight. You've been great as always. Well, what are we lifting to the end of the night? I heard this was a big uh, one of the tender pieces of the event uh, on Friday. Uh, this is uh, uh, the uh, the song that Marianne and Lou danced to on their wedding night. Uh, but thank you also to uh, Jerry Crowley, before I forget. That's the most important person to thank here. And uh, I hope to talk to you again soon. And uh, we'll uh, see you tomorrow, 6 to 7 p.m. Arthur Idol Power Hour on M970, The Answer. Here's a little bit of Mel Torme with That's All.
the Arthur Idella Power Hour. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.